Hi everybody, hope you're doing safe and well. It's Rob here at Stationary Freaks UK with, of course... Me, Helen Lazowski. We are talking habits today, aren't we, Helen? <laughs> yes, it's one of my pet subjects. We're always talking habits in my life. Yes, habits yeah. and that, that idea of trying to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were yesterday is like my raison d'etre. The reason I get up in the morning is, can I just maybe be a little bit better than I was yesterday because it was awful or maybe I can maintain this level of awesome because I hit a really good day. So yeah, consistency. That's it. That's it. And we're going to, we're going to talk, we're going to sort of anchor it around digital and analog ways of essentially tracking habits, breaking habits, you know, coming up with new habits. But um, we are probably in the usual ramble chat way that we do these things going to be all over the place, aren't we, Helen? Well, yeah, I do have a habit, don't I? There you go, habit, habit. Um, we will keep anchoring this back into those two ideas, really, is digital and analog better for what we're doing? And all we can do, really, is talk from our own expertise on this uh, yeah. position, from our own perspective, what we're actually doing. Hopefully, that'll be helpful for you. Before we do that, though, Helen, we always start these shows, don't we, with a little bit of a solo waffle about what we've been buying or interested in stationary-wise. Well, mine is related. So I've bought the, all the stickers in the whole world lately um, um but that will become clear as to why um so i've been buying lots and lots of stickers um and they do give me ridiculous joy um i have to be honest i could just have a bar chart with ticks on it but that's just not as satisfying really so yeah stickers 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 i bought a old writing bureau i think i've talked about that on the show yeah, before yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Beautiful old um, thing. Very cheap, actually. Um, but it was it's very nice. It sits in the corner of the studio and it's it's amazing. We were doing a care package, weren't we, for one of our listeners a while back. Yeah. And I was just sort of rooting through the drawers of the um, writing bureau, which is where I store all of my notepads and stationery, basically. It's all in there. And I, I could not really open and close the drawers without stuff falling out, stuff getting stuck, the drawers warping and twisting. There's so much stationery in that cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> in the writing bureau that I I was ashamed really because I still keep buying things so missionary shame that's a real thing <laughs> it is it is and so bar a couple of packs of pens and you know little stuff that I, I really do get through those things I'm trying to create a habit and we're going to talk about habits today of not buying any more notebooks I know sacrilege we've lost some listeners right there i tell you i was gonna say that you know i could actually <laughs> hear the stock market falling on the stationary companies as we speak yeah, yeah moleskin's pl- uh, stock is uh, is taking a dive um the, the reason being is that those drawers are just rammed and i just i got to the point where i was looking at it just thinking i can't keep adding to this i've got to start using these notebooks to unleash the potential which is what we talk a lot about yeah yeah podcast. So I'm essentially going through all the old notebooks and using them for a variety of purposes, of some of which we'll we'll talk about today. So I haven't bought anything, but I have sort of regained a love of the yellow legal pad again and took out some old, you know, you get these free notebooks from conferences. So pulled those out, even though they're branded with, you know, various consulting companies. <laughs> They it's are right. It's paper, and uh, it works as work notes. So, not a lot going on really in the stationary world. But what I will try and do over the next couple of weeks is get a newsletter out for the for our great listeners. Oh um, uh, yes, we we, a, we do intend to do this. It's just that we actually have real jobs as well and families, uh, and I'm sure everybody listening will 
understand that this is a it's not even a side hustle this is just a hobby it is. it is it's a hobby that hopefully may you know uh, one day. become a side hustle which one day may become something but who knows we don't want to lose the fun and, and actually recording this episode is is creating um anxiety in some respects because we've still got one other episode that we recorded a couple of weeks back that i still have not edited yet so oh, no. wow. the backlog is growing um i must get it done stationaryfreaks.com is our url you'll find our website there along with links to the newsletter and links to the podcast of course and i do apologize listeners and helen can you hear a whole lot of rumbling in the background no no i'm in the studio and there's about 10 squirrels all having a fight on the roof so uh, (laughs) this could get entertaining quite quickly anyway enough solo waffle helen why don't we do a quick intro to habits and what we're going to talk about? So um, I was said at the start that I spend my entire life trying to make myself a little bit better than I was yesterday. And and um, for reasons I won't go into, I really do like systems and processes and structure. Um, it, it, it's a bit like deadlines that you hear whistling past as they go. My structure is there as a target rather than as something that I religiously stick to. It gives me a little life raft in my sea of uncertainty. Um, So for me, the habit forming is a way of embedding that structure so that I don't have to think about it anymore. So something you can do without thinking because you just do it is a habit and that's, that's what you want to get to. So it's really, really great. They're super powerful if you're building new ones. Um, It's really, really hard to break them if they are bad habits that you want to stop doing um, because they are ingrained and you do them without thinking and it's that automatic uh, action that makes them both so powerful and so dangerous so in the old days giving up smoking but these days for me particularly trying not to eat chocolate or whatever it is that's your thing um, those are difficult habits Uh, biscuits with Tea, as my mother always, she physically can't have tea without a biscuit um, because it's the world is just wrong if she tries that. That's a habit that she really struggles to break. I don't think she tries very hard, if I'm honest. But building a new habit um, is quite difficult too, but there are strategies we can use. So, yeah, that's that's how habits are, are useful. Yeah, I remember um, reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a w- wonderful book. Yeah, yeah, really good. And it's it's a method and process, really, that we've used in work for years. We've worked together for, crikey, it's been, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago, was it? Oh, my God. I feel really old. <laughs> I don't know, but now I feel old. Thanks. Yeah, I think it was a it was a long time ago. And for, for all that period as well. So um, in, in a sense, when we're talking about work as well, what we're talking about, and we'll come into some little bit more details around this, is we, we have these things that we're trying to achieve, whether that's, you know, better health or better financial situation or deliver a project or whatever it is. And we've always focused on building the habits and routines that allow you to achieve that goal. And James Clear pitches it really well, where you use the goal to identify what it is that you're after. And then you build the routines and habits to achieve that goal. And then you kind of almost put the goal away. You put it in a drawer somewhere. Because if you follow the routines and the habits, the chances are you're going to hit that goal. If not, yes. actually achieve more than you may have set out yeah. to achieve in the first right. place. And I've always done that in business because it just makes sense, doesn't it? You know, we've, we've got this goal that we may or may not hit. I mean, that's not really necessarily always in our control. 
But what is in our control is the daily actions and habits and routines that we go through in order to try and achieve this better thing. And I think that's a really wonderful way of, of articulating it. James Clear, Atomic Habits, wonderful book. And if you like more of a, a storytelling style, which I really do, uh, Charles Duhigg wrote a, a yeah. brilliant book as well about habit forming and, and exactly the same sort of thing, but he tells it in anecdotal stories, which I found really, really useful. So, so Helen, maybe we can bring this to life for our listeners by describing something that we're happy to share on this podcast. So I wanted to see if I keeping track of some of the things that I want to do as a habit. So uh, some of the things that I want to do are I, I want to eat better because I'm really good at eating nutritionally soundly. It's everything I eat on top of that that's my problem. So I wanted to see if that the eating well, making sure that I moved or, or better still worked out um, or it spent some time in the garden outside. And the other thing is to write something every day. So I wanted to work out and see on the days that I did some or all of those things, do I have a better day? And at the end of the day, I rate it. So this is where my sticker um, obsession has come in. So I've bought these tiny, tiny micro stickers, set myself up a little chart. And for a, probably a month, I'm going to see if... Uh, recording that, um, when I look back, if I can find any correlations. And it was really interesting when I started to decide to do this, because coincidentally, in my inbox, or whatever it was that it's, I stumbled across it, I stumbled across Moleskine, you, you know the books, Rob, the notebooks, Moleskine do beautiful books. Mm -hmm. They also have some apps, and one of their apps is called Moleskine Balance, and it, it's very gentle, <laughs> Um, but it dovetails in with your calendar. It syncs up with your watch, obviously, if you allow it to. I, I'm sure I'm sharing every bit of personal data in the world, but dear God, if anybody's interested in it, they're probably welcome to it. Um, so, yeah, it syncs with your watch. It syncs with your calendar. And then what it does is it allows you to build in to-dos into your day, and it gives you this highlighted list of these are the things. Now, I did connect up my work calendar and then very quickly unconnected that that's not going to help me it's not going to teach me anything I work whatever hours I'm working um, whether or not I've enjoyed that experience whether or not I've done it or not done it or moved the meeting or whatever makes no difference to my satisfaction levels that's not what I was interested in so I unhooked it from that but kept it hooked up to my personal calendar so it records the workouts it records if I've if I've enjoyed that. So that's one of the things it does. You can just say, yes, I did it. You can say, no, I want to skip it. What you could also say is how satisfying has this, this activity left me? How enjoyable was it? Um, how fulfilling? And I think that's a really useful thing. It's very gentle. It's a very gentle nudge. Um, and I'm experimenting with it. So I want to see now if they're not doing quite the same thing, but if it helps me um, and if I can learn anything from my little sticker sticker snowstorm, um, but as well, how useful I find it to be gently nudged by this app um, all the time. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. This is my experiment. I'll let you know in a month or so. I was just making a few notes. I was just writing that down. So what's, what's that app called again? It's the Moleskine Balance. It's, it's the icon, because that's what I'm very pictorial, as you know. It's a black square with a pile of uh, stones piled up on it in different colours. So mm. a pile of four, four stones or something. Um, and it's made by the Moleskin people. They have had a bit of a foray into several other little apps and things lately. They did a collaboration, I think, with Evernote, mm. uh, which allowed you to do a sort of very heavily curated 
and uh, controlled journaling <laughs> setup, uh, which I, I didn't find hugely useful, although I did trial it. So um, this one is on, I'm still on my first week's trial, so it's very early days, yeah. um, but it's £16 a year as a, um, as a subscription. Uh, and given the cost of some of the other things that I subscribe to, uh, that doesn't strike me as very high. Um, it's a pound, just over a pound fifty a month or something. Um, yeah, in sterling. Sorry, everybody who's not <laughs> my non-British listeners. Um, but I didn't feel that that was overly difficult. If it if it's as useful and as nice as it appears, um, I think it might be worth the one fifty. I'm not sure that I'd pay double that, but it's. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, there's a few things sort of going through my mind, really, in a sense, is that this is sort of almost a variation of the, you know, the, oh, it is quantified self, you know, the movement that started quite a while back. I was an early adopter of quantifying as much as I could about my life, you know, yeah. fitness habits, sleep, all that kind of stuff. And I, I still do that to some extent. Um, so it's a sort of combination of that and then a, a sort of almost like a, here's what I need to be better each day. And then a tool using the, the Moleskin app to yeah. identify that, track it and spot patterns and you know identify areas where you maybe not as succeeding as much as you are and it reminded me of the benjamin franklin habit tracker have you seen that that's been doing the rounds for decades obviously i was gonna say that sounds familiar it sounds like of years. Tried in the past and can't remember now yeah so he set out to be a better person each day by having essentially 13 virtues which he tried to do every day um, temperance, you know, order, all these kind of things that, that would make him a better person. And he said he, I think when I was reading his biography or autobiography, he said he didn't really succeed, but it did make him a better person because it kept him focused on what he was supposed to be doing, even though some days he really yeah. didn't, didn't hit that. I, I guess the long-winded way of asking a question, why have you gone digital when you're a stationary freak? <laughs> uh, you know better than anybody i the the little stickers just the, the the notebook is really really still my favorite thing to do yeah but now that i am permanently remote and not in the office so much the only thing i have with me all the time is my phone so i don't tend to take my notepad out you know my wonderful bullet journal that you don't uh, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate it I just uh, would never use one but yeah you would um yeah I, so I don't take it out of my study um which means that I am not getting the benefit of it that I used mm. to so I used to have it and because it came to and from work it was always near me in the living room and around the house and since I work from home permanently now it's making it I, I'm aware that it's making it out of the study less and less so pretty much I, it's not quite nine to five, but it feels like that. Um, it's sitting on the desk. It's only used nine to five. And everything else is I turn up, you know, I leave it at 5 p.m. Come, I wish my day's finished at 5 p.m. Um, <laughs> come back at nine in the morning and it's like, oh, shit, I didn't do any of those four things that I had listed down that I was yeah. supposed to do yesterday evening. And that was a problem for me. So I have been looking. You know I've used Todoist for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I still do use Todoist as a to-do list for really particularly good for things that are regular and are going to come back next month or next year so that yeah. I don't have to think about them. Um, so, yeah, I, am, I, don't, I don't enjoy a digital <laughs> app <laughs> anywhere near as much as I enjoy the, the physical paper um, and pens. And, I mean, right now, I was telling you, wasn't I, I think I've got six fountain pens all with different inks on my desk at the moment. We have had another couple of disasters with them. I do 
I do miss that in the digital apps, but you can't alter the fact that something that is with you will get paid attention to than something that's not. And that's where the bottom line for that. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I get it. I get it. It makes sense. I have a slight dichotomy with that solution though in that I'm actually trying to create a habit of using my phone less so <laughs> that would that would be a, an awkward situation to get myself into so um you're, you're you're a week into it I reckon we're definitely going to need to do another follow-up podcast of this yeah, in, in a couple of great. months just to see how you how you're going because it kind of reminded me of my journey to where I'm actually quite comfortable with the process that I've got at the moment but it did start digitally as you know, Todoist, huge yeah. fan of Todoist. Um, yeah. I do use it every single day. And I started putting the habits into there. So I had a little folder for habits and, you know, work out, eat clean, do all this sort of stuff. I just never updated it. And then they'd be like showing us overdue tasks and I wouldn't do the activity. And then they'd get in the way of all the other tasks that did yeah. actually need to get done as actual actions. And I quickly abandoned that. It just didn't work for me. So I'd be interested to see how you get on with Moleskin being a dedicated yeah. kind of habit tracking tool, whereas Todoist isn't really. I mean, it's a task list at the end of the day. So yeah, I'd be interested to see how you crack on with that. You know, it reminds me, Rob, I don't know if you remember, I painfully do, years ago, I mean, and it was years and years ago, there was an app um, that I had, which was called Sunrise. And it was, mm. um, it was an experimental app by... Uh, Certainly, uh, a guy called Dan Ariely, who is a, I'm a big fan yeah. of, he does behavioral economics stuff, and he's the reason I got into all of this in the first place. Um, and because he was involved in this app, I downloaded it, and it was it was effectively a calendar. You would write your to do list, uh, and with a few parameters, it would then start populating your calendar with the yeah. things that you needed to do today. And I loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and unfortunately, it got bought by Google and then buried. Um, and I was left like it was like a proper loss in my life. It took me, I can't even explain months to even just stop complaining about it because I had nothing like it, nothing like it. And I just think now with our, you know, the, the advances we make in that AI and machine learning stuff, it could do amazing things. So this is, I think, what that Moleskin app does for me. Mm. So I'm maybe that's it's that it's it was gentle. You had complete control over it, but there was like nowhere to hide. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like a, I'll just you know give myself a to do list. I'm never going to get to the end of. You could see you were never going to get to the end of it, and you had to prioritize. And of course, we all have to, don't we? So mm. it reminded me of a, an app I keep seeing advertised on Instagram uh, called Motion. I think it's called. Ah. And I think that's the same thing where you basically put in everything that you're trying to do plus all your habits. And it uses AI or computers to schedule that in to your calendar. Now, that sounds great. And it sounds very similar to the Sunrise app. But yeah. the, the challenge I have, and I actually did a video on my other channel, is about energy and attention. So you can fill your calendar with everything. And yeah. you can find slots and you can do stuff. But let's face it, some activities drain us. Some give us energy. And some you know, we just, life gets in the way. And when you, you focus only on time management, which is essentially yeah. what we're talking about here, yes, you're not factoring in the energy and attention that you have on varying days due to varying life situations. And so these sorts of tools, <clears throat> and Todoist is a little bit like this, 
you see your day full and you get 50% of it done because, you know, yeah. you've had a meeting that just throws you off or psychologically you're just not quite there that day. And you do need to factor in the fact that you – some jobs are harder to do than others. So for me, yeah. I can write – fine but ask me to go through and review a document and it's like my lifeblood is draining from me I hate it with a passion and my brain does somersaults to try and avoid doing it so I will literally get out of the way yeah I I just think I'd find those kind of apps similar to to Todoist when I started to use it for habits just soul crushing and the fact that everything was moving right you know, you were just, everything was just pushing further and further out to the right. I'll do it next week. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And everything was just getting pushed. And even if a computer's automatically doing that for you, it's still, it's not achieving what you set out to achieve because all you're doing is just pushing it to the right. A bullet journal as well, Rob, to be fair. If anything you've not done today, you move into tomorrow. So, you know. Yeah, that's, that might be why I don't use it. It's <laughs> why you don't use it. Yeah, you see, I've, I've, I've sort of been fine-tuning my habit system for a while. It's, I don't know whether it's more extreme. I think I got to the, the point where whether I do have ADHD or not, and that's yet to be mm-hmm. assessed, I am influenced by absolutely everything. So I watch a YouTube video and suddenly I want to become a musician. So my whole world refocuses on that. And then the following week, I'll read a book about something and Suddenly, I want to do that. Yeah, I'm all over the place when it comes to ideas, and you've worked with me long enough. I have. Know. You're exhausting, Rob. <laughs> new idea. Let's go. New shiny thing. And there's yeah. this need for sort of constant, I guess, stimulation in a sense, yeah, in yeah. terms of and a lack of ability to actually get stuff done, which is what I need to. So I've actually moved to what I don't know whether James Clear calls it this, but environments affordance. So this is about altering my environment to build the habits that I want to build. Does that kind of make sense so far? It does, because that's what I'm doing, which is to say, if I am doing these things in my day, does that make my day better? Do I handle other things better? Do I, you know, you're doing exactly the same, which is saying, if I am in my study for these things, then I do these things really well, but Mm. I can't do those things elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And to the point where the the, the sort of whole environment that I'm trying to create has those triggers, those prompts to do stuff. So I'm down in the studio at the moment. Every time I walk up to the house to get a drink, get a toilet, go for lunch, whatever, see the kids, there's a kettlebell by the back door. And every time I go into the house, I have to do 20 curls with a kettlebell. <laughs> so I'm clocking 200, 250 <laughs> curls a day. My arms are getting bigger. I'm losing weight. <laughs> And if I'd have actually written down a goal to do yes. 250 kettlebell curls a day, I, I'd just be over. I wouldn't even start it. Exactly how habits work, isn't it? So you've yeah. done some really good things there we didn't mention, which is you have a trigger, which is that thing that as you walk through the door, so you're already going to do another habit, which is mm. have a coffee or whatever. We already know that if you've already got one habit, building onto another habit, that idea exactly. of hacking, really good. So if you're going to get a cup of tea, let's say, and you walk through the back door and you're from your office and the kettlebell is there, it reminds you instantly to do that. So you do that and then you move on. And it's it's almost like playing a video game, which is when I'm here, I do this bit. When I'm here, I do this yeah. bit. Um, and it's that, it, absolutely. And building a new habit that way is exactly right. Make it yeah. really, really hard to avoid that habit so that the, the, the yeah. bar is really low to clear, really. 
So yeah, similar with the, the sad lamp set up in the living room in the morning, certainly during winter, that really helps. Journal out on the desk in the, in the studio all the time. So when I come in, it's there, sit down, write. Um, when I'm writing a book, computers are all set up to automatically open all of the writing programs at a certain time. Yeah. Just sit down, crack on. There's, I'm trying to remove friction and to your point, actually stack those habits to, yeah. you know, I'm here, I do this. Um, I will say though that I think for me and my brain maybe does work slightly differently, although I don't think it necessarily does is if I'm trying to achieve something, I have to feed it with the inspiration to keep that momentum going, to keep that habit going until it becomes yeah, literally a habit that is not yeah. even thinking about it. So if I'm, uh, for example, doing some posters, which I'm doing at the moment, I have Instagram open and I'm sure I'm, I'm make sure that I only see really poster designs that are going to inspire me. Um, looking after health, I make sure I watch YouTube videos that are aligned to, you know, reinforcing that inspiration so that I can try and remain focused on it. And in the house, I've got my own cupboard with my own food in it. I've got my own shelf in the fridge with my own food in it so that I'm not tempted with all the other stuff that the kids eat. It's sort of like hacking yourself and your environment to make those habits easier to adopt, if that makes sense. I think that's one of the things you hit on there, which you didn't call out explicitly, is this idea of trying to be really brutally honest with yourself, seeing it things as they truly are, not as you want them to be. So that idea of knowing that there's food in the house, you don't want to be the kind of parent who, or partner who, who makes everybody mm. eat the same as you. Um, but you then need to control the fact that, you, you know, those temptations are there and you're going to give in occasionally, but how do you man- manage to m- minimize those occasions? Super important because, again, all those triggers are going to be there, you know. Yeah, and and I think there's a, there's a part of this which, you know, the whole habit tracking piece is where I'm interested to see how you get on with it because I used to track it in, you know, quantified self-ways and then yeah. Todoist and, you know, Evernote and all this. And then I moved on, inspired by David Goggins, the you know the the military guy who you know, pushes himself really far all the time, to have this fridge of accountability where I essentially printed out what I'd like to do each day over the course of a week in a table, just using Microsoft Word, and I stuck it on the fridge. So every time I went to the fridge, it was that that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So it's in a place where I'm going to see it every single day, and I was you know ticking stuff off, marking it. Did I do it? Did I not? And it it didn't work. And I was like, why is this not working? You know, I've simplified it so simple. Yeah. And then I watched, do you follow a YouTube channel called Diary of a CEO? No, but I have heard of it and I have listened to some of their podcasts. Yeah. So I can't remember the guy who hosts its name, but he had on uh, Tim Spector, who is a nutrition scientist, a very, very clever chap, who's the founder of Zoe, the... Um, yeah. That looks yeah. so cool, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Looks awesome. Um and he was on there and he, it was a great interview. I definitely recommend if you're into health, if you're into, you know, nutrition, looking after yourself, that YouTube podcast or video of uh, Tim Spector is is great for a number of reasons. But there's one bit that stood out to me when he got asked the questions, do you count calories? And he said, no, it's a myth. Yeah, you know, Calories in, calories out is a bit of a myth. All you've got to do is basically just eat natural whole foods. And I thought, well, if you eat loads of natural whole foods, then surely that's going to make you put on weight and what have you. And I tried it for about two weeks, just eating nothing but fruit, veg, meat, yeah. fish, you name it. I lost so much weight. Yeah. I was eating loads of food, well, as much as that stuff as you can eat, which isn't actually a huge amount. 
And I lost weight without counting anything. And I realized that actually by counting stuff, I might actually be doing myself a disservice. It's not really the habit tracking. So I'm not interested in did I did I do a workout today or not? Did I, you know, did I keep a streak going or did I do it? None of those things. What I want to do is does this affect, does this make any mm. difference to my day if I have worked out? So I think it does. I think I do much better when I've done a workout. I think my eating is much better when I work out. So therefore, if I know this, how can I build more workouts into my life? If I find the complete opposite, then okay, well, maybe. I mean, it's those things called keystone habits, isn't it? So if I suspect working out is a keystone habit for me, if I work out, I am happier. So my mood is better. I eat better. I don't eat the treats and all the rest of it because triggers don't seem to work when I've done a workout. So what I was really interested in was, is this right? Yeah, I think what you're saying is approaching it from slightly different. You're not necessarily tracking the thing itself and measuring the things that you do, although you might be doing that as part of it, but you're measuring the impact that that has on your life. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you know, it's a very limited subset. I mean, it's only about five things on my list. So yeah, we'll see how it goes and I'll, I'll report back. Yeah, we should do another episode in a, in a couple of months, see whether my environment affordance is still going well and whether yeah. or not your your moleskin habit tracking is. I like it. Uh, it's the stickers and the moleskin between the two of them, yeah. which I like most. The stickers give me an immense amount of joy, but it's a little bit faffy, if I'm honest. Mm, well, I, I need to go and get a drink in a minute in the house, but I'm concerned that I've lifted too many weights today. <laughs> So there is a potential for a reverse effect where you avoid doing the healthy things you should do, like eating and drinking yeah. and going to the toilet properly, um, to avoid having to lift some more weights. <laughs> Maybe our next episode will be brought to you from Rob's uh, hospital bed where he's given himself a hernia. <laughs> yeah, either that or will be the uh, next year's bodybuilding champion of Winchester. So. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't think that's the case. All right, cool. Yeah, coming up on time. That was really interesting, actually, that, Helen. Uh, we've got different styles, different approaches. Yeah. We should definitely do another one to see how we're getting on. Listeners to this podcast, let us know. Leave some comments. Jump onto uh, Instagram, Stationary Freaks UK is our Instagram handle. Pop a comment, say hello, let us know what you're up to. It's been wonderful speaking to you all. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram. Uh, let us know. Join that newsletter, stationaryfreaks.com. And that's it from myself, Rob, and... And from me, Helen Lazowski. Take care, everyone. We'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.